Some people clap on a one and three. Some people clap on a two and four. Some people don't join at all because they got no rhythm, and that's all right. Some people, they drink too much. Some people don't drink enough. Some people are just like me. I hope y'all forgive them. I'm like Scott and Tommy Corbins. I'm like Pete Southtown, Zan Zan. I'm always speaking my mind, but I'm better off by my tongue. I'm a bad show at the wrong time. Still, I'm a legend of my own mind. I'm good for the song, but I'm not for Welcome to another episode of Two Ales and Hockey Tales with Wally. And today I am so excited to have on a 29-year-old from Halmstad, Sweden. His hockey journey has taken him to Sweden, the USA, Norway, France, England, and Austria. He returns to the Shed of Legend after episode 240 had our chocolate go global with yaps for Jesper as he had his way with the EIHL throwing up 41 points and only 31 games played. Perhaps no one recalls yours truly mentioning he is just realizing his muck-running capabilities. If he's not careful, people may think I know what I'm talking about, as he has since moved on to Lustenau, Austria, and is having his way with the Alps Hockey League now, and for fun has tallied 39 points in just 23 games played and is sitting third in league scoring. He has taken his sexy hockey stance around the world now, but he was raised as a from a puppy in Sweden with Vaxjo Lakers, Almtuna, and the HV71s, then spread his hockey wings and headed for the USA and the Fairbanks Ice Dogs, where he earned his way to RPI, and he had nearly a goal a game. And and then after the NCAA in his first pro season was named an assistant captain and led the team in scoring with Gruner of Norway, then mucked it up in Mangelrud in Norway, and then Amiens, France, then was showered in chocolate in the chocolatey storm shelter. Now he is the star of the Alps Hockey League and seems to be visiting the most beautiful places in all the world daily. Welcome back to the shed, Jesper Orville. Thank you very much. Hey, it's Sweet pretty- introduction you got there for me. I did my best. It's pretty early, and the research team hadn't got hot till this morning. It's been an early morning, but we just yeah. locked down. We were doing this last night, right? Yeah, yeah. Good stuff. I've been looking Great to life. have you Love back it. on for a long time because um, I've been having a lot of fun in my shed. I think you know that, but wasn't that sure. neat that you came on and we chatted and then Yaps for Jesper did come from Sweden to Manchester? Yeah, that was that was actually a lot of fun. It started, uh, it came more and more Yaps, actually. Uh, so really? I was really happy. Uh, um, and, and they were... They were like it was a little bit tough in the beginning because they would try to come uh, they talk about Mars bars and stuff. But uh, for me, that's not it's not the same. But then they they came up big and ordered them in from Sweden, so that was that was huge. It's uh, I honestly it's still sometimes just can't believe what goes on. It's like I don't have I have Jake, my head of shed marketing or director of yeah. shed marketing, but. Other than that, I I don't have a marketing team. I I don't I don't really promote this stuff. I just have fun on Instagram. And to think that there's chocolate getting shipped around the world to throw on the ice is just the funniest thing ever. And when I yeah. saw the yaps come in to Manchester, man, that just made my heart want to explode. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was really funny. I loved it. Um, but uh, you did uh, well. It wasn't long after you came on, though. You did get injured for a while, eh? Because I I didn't. You weren't playing much, and I know I wanted them to hit you with the apps. You know, you weren't yeah, out there much no. after. Yeah, uh, no, I got injured, missed the missed a bit, and then I came back before the before the playoffs, and then obviously it was like a little bit shorter playoffs than we than we hoped for. Yeah, but, yeah. It was good to see you get back though. Um, and yeah. the other other ways we know each other is I raved of your hockey stance last time you came on, 
And um, it inspired me that just right after you came on, I ran a skills day around Christmas, I remember. Yeah. And it, it like inspired my skills day. I started with their hockey stance. I like made sure that they were bending their knees, getting their butt down. And yeah. uh, that's how I started the skills day. And then like a lot of the drills when we were working on stuff, I'd have them start in their hockey stance. So thanks for inspiring me. <laughs> anytime i'm happy i could that's probably an introduction to sexy hockey stance that was pretty Se funny right yeah i didn't want to creep yeah. you out all the way over here in canada but it is a sexy hockey stance <laughs> <laughs> uh but what was cool was that at that skills day and i take the group photo of all the kids and then my son's just off to the side and he was standing there in his hockey stance and it looked a lot <laughs> like yours, man. That's and hilarious. and uh, that's what inspired me that I did get uh, logos made with my son and daughter's hockey stance profile. Yeah. It says shed guy and shed gal. And I have seen real people in like Cardiff, Wales um, yeah. wearing shed guy or shed gal hockey jerseys with my kid's logo on it isn't that fucked up <laughs> yeah but that's awesome though isn't it that's awesome. yeah that's the hockey community for you it, that's a it's a it's a shed family we've built here yeah. and it's pretty neat <laughs> yeah definitely, definitely um actually after you came on was uh uh the first time i was ever ranked in sweden too did you know that fun fact yeah no i didn't know that but that's yeah. a good sign that is a good yeah. sign sharing's caring you better put this out there eh <laughs> Do, do you um what are the fans like in Lustenau? Uh it's a bit quieter and it's like all over the league actually. It's not as, as much fans as in England. Uh but the, the local guys are really passionate. They're one that comes every game and stuff. And uh yeah, we had a we've been having a few like uh fan events and stuff and, and it's always the same the committed people that, that show up, so it's fun to see that those you get those, those people, uh, right? The people the people that show up all, to all the team stuff, right? You you get to know them by the end of the year, right? Oh, definitely, yeah. So that's like it's kind of it's kind of fun sometimes. I, I still I still in contact with uh with a few of uh the fans that reach out to me from Manchester and stuff, and and they try to talk. And some we had a, some guy ordering uh, ordering jerseys uh, from me down here that we wanted shipped to England and stuff. So. So it's fun that you, when you start to get to know some of the guys and um, yeah, that, the the fa I'm starting to realize that the fans are what make hockey even more fun. They make it, um, uh, they make they make it. Um, I uh, posted a picture of me fighting way back in the day, and I yeah. I had a guy reach out and say, "Is that with Syracuse or Dayton? Because I own your Syracuse game worn jersey, and he's in Germany." And I was like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah and then crazy. when i retired and i started trying i played some volunteer senior a hockey for the ripley wolves <laughs> when i started yeah. playing it's like you know it's just a small community where they just have the jerseys for the team and they had fans writing to them saying can we buy jerseys and they're like we don't have jerseys for sale <laughs> and those were Cardiff yeah, yeah. fans it's a small hockey world when you when you travel around isn't it yeah it is it's actually crazy and even like even as some of the guys that you start playing against and then you realize, oh holy shit, we played against each other before in different leagues and yeah, it's actually it's crazy when you start traveling around how small it is. Well, especially once you get out in your shed and you get the research team hot. It's nearly every team that um you know, you know somebody from somewhere. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, okay. So let's see here. Um, did you know, fun fact, it started with Yaps for Jesper, but our chocolate has gone global now that um, while there was a Santeri Harala in Manchester that was getting Carl Fazers from Finland this season, um, but he actually, they he, they ju he just left Manchester, so I don't know what the deal is there, but he's gone now, so Carl Fazers, if folks, if you throw those on the ice now in Manchester, they're for the fellas now, I guess Santeri's not there, now the other guys get to try them out, right? <laughs> true, true, yeah. And then I just had on their Norwegian player, and uh, within a week, <laughs> he asked for Freya Melk Chocolata from Norway, and within a week, the Manchester yeah. fans had them there. <laughs> yeah, Freya is, the Gruner Ring is right downtown, it's a small ring, but it's right downtown next to Freya Chocolate Factory. Is it so Sometimes really? you would walk in the ring for practice, and it would smell so good because it would smell the chocolate from the factory. Man, and now we're talking about it being a small world. So that guy just asked for that chocolate, and you're you're mucking it up with Gruner and the chocolate factories right there. 
Yeah. So yeah, it's uh, I mean, sometimes it actually smells unbelievable. Sometimes when you walk by, so that's oh. you barely don't want to go to practice. You just want to go in there eat. But uh, <laughs> maybe that's why your team had such bad plus minus that year. <laughs> probably. probably. <laughs> I had that written down for later, man. That team looked like a dumpster fire. There, some bad plus minuses on there. <laughs> yeah, we we had uh, we had ups and downs on the games, and then. Obviously, we always, like, we were a few goals behind often, pulled the goalie, and then they always scored another one or two in an empty net or two, so that would, like, really screw up our plus-minus. That would, the empty yeah, netters was, really do screw up fun. your plus-minus for fun. sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, you did head out of the chocolatey Manchester Storm, um, and you are now with Lustenau, Austria. How'd that all go down? Yeah, I mean, uh, actually, I'm down here with a guy that played in Fife last year, uh, Michael Johansson, that I, it's a childhood buddy, we played together when we were kids and stuff, and oh, and cool. we trained together in the summer back home, we're basically neighbors, uh, so we've been talking about playing together a couple of years, uh, and then we got opportunity to go down here together, so that was kind of a no-brainer to to get that to go down, so yeah. You get to play with a childhood buddy and pro in a different country, that's got to be cool. Yeah. Yeah, so and and it's hilarious too. Like they they put us together here in housing, but we're next door neighbors in housing too. So, <laughs> so I walk out of my door and he got the apartment right next to me. So it's actually the setup is perfect. So I, it's a lot of fun. No, oh, that is a lot of fun. And um, you know what else is fun is um, running amok. And you guys are running amok. I have it written down here. Um, your team, you guys have five guys over a point a game, and all four of them are Swedes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The That's, Swedish uh, mafia. The Swedish mafia, yeah. <laughs> um, and then when I saw that, I just assumed um, that if you got your imports are all Swedes, your coach is going to be Swedish, but he wasn't, was he? No, uh, no. he's not. He's from here. So, uh, but I, I don't know. They, they had a, they had a good uh, experience uh, with a couple of Swedes before, and they had a goalie here for a few years that was here. He left, and he's in Denmark now, I believe. Uh, Eric Hanses. Uh and so me and when me and Mike here signed it too and Max and Jesper they also know each other from before so they're kind of like buddies from home too so uh, then they went all all sweets on us and and we love it so that's cool um, and that it, it's weird how hockey works with well with teams or franchises whatever you want to call them it's like when they have a good experience with players they then try and find similar people like when i was in beatingheim they tried yeah. to get canadian imports and um and that was what they wanted because they had, had good experiences and then you know you play the teams where they got like all the eastern european guys um and they have like an eastern european coach and they play hockey totally different than canadians and then i find swedes play similar to canadians but what i've always heard and every swede i've played with like are just great people you know like nice teammates um I, yeah makes sense to me <laughs> you know yeah i mean yeah why not i mean uh i will i will always think sweden is one of is the best so you can't say anything else <laughs> yeah. uh, i'm a big team gb fan though <laughs> you know even yeah. though I'm not, I, I'm not british but i'm a huge team gb fan yeah, a lot of beauties over there a sweet or two on that team it's yeah. only <laughs> that comes in and get the passport that's right yeah, yeah. <laughs> um so this place you're loving though let's talk about this because the pictures or videos you send of like just eating a lunch i'm like i've never seen a place like that in my life like you're you're seeing places that like i only see in like documentaries or movies <laughs> yeah i mean uh the city itself down here is like a really small city uh and not a lot of people but it's so close and to get and convenient to get around the small like to the ski resorts and and down to Italy, like we're, we're basically right on the board. Like I see the Swiss mountains and the Austrian mountains from my apartment. So I live right on the border. Can just go over to Switzerland? It's 30 minutes to go to Germany. And then it's about a couple of hours to go to Italy. So it's like traveling around, seeing stuff. When we get days off, it's like just perfect. Like you, we would get a Sunday, Sunday or Monday off. We can go like to any close places and just see some stuff. And the ski resorts obviously around here is are, are amazing. So do you ski during the season? And uh, not during the season. Uh, I, 
Right. It was close. It was very close, I right. will tell you. But uh, <laughs> but I'll, I'll try to I'll try to stay off the slopes until uh, until the season is done. So well, if uh, I if uh, I'm in, if I'm in the honest tree in my shed here, I I definitely did ski during hockey seasons in Germany. <laughs> yeah, I actually uh, I asked heard a couple of weeks ago uh, that our coach, I think, when he played down here, he skied during the season and got injured. Oh, really? So, so now uh, he's probably I a soft know. spot for I don't him now. Make up. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I'm, uh, I have the balls to make those same mistakes. So, yeah. Well, I mean, it is weird when you're a hockey guy. There's like a certain age where you have to stop doing stuff and because um, you, you, you can't get hurt. And I found it interesting that I'm coaching under 13 boys. And their school's having a ski trip. And parents, like, asked me if it's okay or what I thought of their kids trying skiing. And I was like, they're an under-13 hockey. Like, if I'm going to tell them they can't go live life in under-13 hockey, I'm embarrassed for myself. They should go try skiing, have a time. You're an under-13. Go enjoy your life. It ain't that serious yet, you know? No, and it, I mean, it might help you all do all different stuff and try stuff with like get to know your body and the movement and everything. I, I just think that's good for you. Yeah, I mean, I, I skied last time I skied was actually like 10 years ago, though. It was right after my last year of juniors in Sweden. We got allowed to go skiing, uh, but we actually needed to ask for permission. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, and then since then, that's the thing, too. If I would have skied a few times, during these years, I maybe would mean more comfortable like doing do it, it right? But like yeah. Yeah. ten years off the snow and then jump right back in during the season might not be the smartest idea. Uh, yeah, I would probably agree with that. So I think I have a pretty good idea where you're at then, because I've been down in that area. Is like the yeah. boat boatancy by there? Yeah, boat like the the yeah the sea like the lake is just about like 15, 20 minutes from here. So like, one, of, one of our breaks we would have got where you get a few days off. I think it was like when they made, they, they made us run around tracks all of July. It drove me crazy. Really? But then they'd give us days off at the end. And yeah. we went down to, you, like, everything's cheap in Germany. But then if you cross the border to Switzerland, everything is way more money. And it's just like crossing a line. <laughs> and um, yeah. it's a beautiful place in the world. And then like you have all the mountains and uh yeah there's there's fun to be had around there. Oh definitely, definitely. <laughs> now, yeah and the mountains are beautiful. Like yeah yeah in Sweden we have them up north right but like from down south where I'm from I don't really see any mountains. It's very very flat. So it's good, it's good <laughs> I got no mountains around here but <laughs> <laughs> but it's true though if I don't know what it is looking at mountains or looking at water can calm you down, right? Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. I got water to look at. No mountains, but I got water. <laughs> so what's the barn like in Lustenau? Uh a little bit older like wooden barn. I would really say like a barn. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's like it's pretty loud. It was actually funny. Like a few weeks ago, we had a home game, and they brought in like uh, uh, the a marching band. So I, I was like almost feeling like I was back in college. I was like, when I walked up to warm up, I was like, what is going on here? <laughs> but I was like, you really had throwbacks from when, uh, from the college times. Um, yeah, and uh, the marching bands are a thing in college, eh? And I, I mean, I talked to a lot of people. I kind of forgot you played NCAA until the research team yeah. just got hot again. Um, yeah. And, uh, well, my goal or my dream I've been telling people is next season, if I'm coaching a squad and I get to pick our weekends and everything, I want to take a Canadian team under 13 boys to Western Michigan, to my old honey hole and have them see an NCAA game, see the marching bands, see the the student section. Um, I don't know if you ever played at Western Michigan, but man, it's a circus there. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I, I never played there. Uh, they actually recruited me a little bit, but yeah, I know right. I played. Yeah. So, what no, did you have against it, Western Michigan? Did you you didn't did you didn't go see it? Did you? No, I took. Uh, if you would have seen visited, it, you would have wanted uh, to be there. I visited Denver, Ohio State, Mankato, and RPI. So how'd you I choose RPI. RPI? Those are big schools. Uh, yeah, I mean it was uh they but like they we both me and my brother committed at the same time and the RPI right. promised to bring him in as a true freshman right out of a USHL and uh, I also just uh, got to get a really good feeling about Seth Appert that was the coach there at the time uh so like yeah I I didn't obviously I didn't know much about college when I decided to go see this and all do that but I just 
I mean, my gut feeling has told me I should go to RPI. Uh, so that's so, so I went. Um, uh, was that guy the coach there all three years you were there? No, unfortunately not. Like he, he, I, uh, he I could tell. Released. Yeah, he got released right when uh, my brother was gonna come in, and yeah, it was a little bit of a, it was a lot of people uh, that had turnovers that that left and other stuff too. So uh, both me and my brother decided to leave. So it was. Yeah, well, it's. Uh, I mean, hockey coaches want their people and their guys, right? But players also yeah. want to play for guys that want them. You want to be wanted, and uh, yeah. NCAA is different that way because back when I was playing, wherever you went and committed to, like you were there for four years. There wasn't transferring. Yeah. If you transferred, you sat out a year. Like now they have this transfer portal where kids are switching teams all the time. And I mean, yeah. in situations like you're in, it's a good thing that you could leave. But um, I mean, yeah, but we, we didn't have the transfer portal when I left, but we had a, we found out a loophole that if you like, uh, if you finish your first degree, you didn't need to sit out for a year, right? So like my last semester at RPI, I loaded up. I took twenty eight credits my last semester. Uh, While you were playing. What? While you were playing the under yeah, the yeah, season. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Just to like, just to be baby. Yeah, and then a couple of summer classes in order to get everything yeah, to get my degree done, so I could so I could switch over to without sitting out there. So yeah, it was uh, well it was played. definitely a busy semester. I would tell you. Yeah, no kidding. Kind of like doing your MBA yeah. with two little kids in Cardiff. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's true that is oh, true that was a busy year um yeah. so austria let's talk about this what's the food yeah. game like it's schnitzels and stuff right it's kind of like german food isn't it yeah it's very like the the wiener schnitzel is very famous and like they eat it with lingonberries and stuff i have i haven't tried it so much though i'm actually gluten-free which is kind of a sad sad scenario down here because the schnitzel is you say you're gluten-free yeah my uh i've allergies since i was uh since i was a kid so, oh, yeah, i've been around guys like that you that that uh i mean you get used to it right but you're always having to find different stuff than the normal stuff eh? yeah and it's kind of like uh yeah i mean a lot of the stuff you eat around a team too like is pasta and everything and like they always have to get the rice or potatoes for me and yeah i i, I try to like uh i just eat mostly rice and meat when we go with the team uh but it's hard too because like uh, sometimes all the sauces they use down here they put in like stuff that is contains gluten right so sometimes I'm just eating like rice and salad and meat with no sauce. Uh, and I don't think yeah, I could I mean, be gluten free. I think I'd have to just fight through <laughs> the allergies. <laughs> I know, I know. It's uh, probably be shit my pants uh, all day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, it's not good. But uh, yeah, and then every once in a while when I when I travel, I I have a cheat day and I try something and and sometimes 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 it's been like working okay if I have it once, but then sometimes it's not. So <laughs> it's, always, it's always a gamble, and you don't really wanna wanna do it too often. Yeah, I understand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, one of the guys you'd be playing with this season was also showered in chocolate, and he's also running amok, Anthony DeLuca. Yeah. Have you played against him this season then? Yeah, we played uh, against him on the road, and we play them here at home in a few weeks, I believe. Okay. Um, yeah, he looks like he's doing pretty well too. Yeah, he's he's been getting really hot here a couple of games. Yeah, a couple of four-goal games, I believe, or something like that. Really? So, yeah, um, that, that well, really do you think anybody in Lustenau is going to listen to us and listen that you want yaps for Jesper in Lustenau? They, I don't know. You'd have maybe. to probably share this, and then maybe one of the the, the super fans will get yaps and chuck them on the ice in Austria, right? We've never had chocolate thrown on the ice in Austria. No, I would hope so. Uh, right? It's actually pretty funny. Like they they sometimes uh, play the Swedish music music for us. So uh, cool. after a couple of wins, they've been playing a Swedish band called Bulaget, which like uh, we love. And actually, Max is his favorite song. I think he he plays that song all the time. So they played it when we were skating out on the ice uh, after the game. So that was pretty funny, actually. What's this song called? Uh, it's called Bulaget. Uh, yeah, 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 I can send it to you after. So you have yeah, it. I was yeah. thinking maybe it's, it's I'd hard, play that way too when I post that back. we talked in the middle of the night. I was thinking I'd yeah. play that song as the song in yeah. the background, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a good song. It's very popular in Sweden. So uh, no, it's funny like they that they do stuff like that and uh, and I mean it's like it makes you it makes you feel more like home when you're down here with a couple of sweets and just those small stuff, right? So 
A hundred percent when you, I, people probably don't realize, right. They probably think, you know, hockey players, they're just what always happy and everything's always easy, but like moving around the world and you've never been in a place, you don't know the people like yeah. it, it can take the small things to make it feel like home. Right. It's like the, how welcoming yeah. the people are of that town make it feel yeah. like home. Right. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, here is like everything around the team and everything, everything speaks, everyone speaks English and everything is good that way. But like, if you go to a grocery store and like, you need to ask someone something and most of them like struggle with yeah. telling you something in English. So yeah. sometimes it can be like pretty hard to like get around in some places. And uh, yeah, I, mean, I, I agree. When I went to Germany, um, I mean, the older Germans, they, they didn't really know much English and I remember going to the first few uh, restaurants and it's like, when you're not in the big cities where tourists go to, yeah. the menus are straight German. There is no English yeah. anywhere. And I remember the first couple of times I ordered off a menu, like I was just guessing. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. imagine you need to be gluten-free at the same time there. <laughs> That's not <laughs> going to be easy. Thing, I would yeah. tell you. <laughs> Oh, I remember the first time my wife went into the grocery store. She, she never came out with any food because it just it was too much with um you know <laughs> not being able yeah, to communicate. Actually, what helps us a lot down here is like the Google Translate app has uh, has a thing where you can take pictures, right? And it just translates whatever words are in the picture. No. So now we're running around the grocery store with our phones and like take pictures of like the the food and stuff we want to buy to see what's in it. You take a picture with your phone and it tells you in Swedish what it is. Yeah, you pick any language, what it's from, and identify the language that is on the whatever you take the picture on, and then it translates it into the language you want. And I mean, it's not it's not a hundred percent perfect grammar wise, but like for yeah. knowing what's inside the food, it's perfect. Man, it's so different the world than like when I first went over there, man. When I was yeah. on buses, like I at the start, I was reading novels because like I didn't have any technology to like kill the time. And then yeah. it was a big day when I got a portable DVD player. You know, yeah. I killed some time. Yeah. But like now, the things like we like look, at, we're talking right now. You're in Austria, and I'm here, and you can stay in contact with people. It is way easier with technology, like you're saying, to probably work your way around the other countries, right? Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Um. Okay, let's see here. Um, some of those places you had lunch though, like there was one you were up on in some restaurant, like the top of the world, and you're on top of all the mountains, and yeah, like lunch can't be cheap in a place like that. Ah, uh, it wasn't. I mean, they don't. The problem is they don't really do lunch much here. Like if they they have uh, like in Sweden, we always have a lunch menu. Yeah. But they just have, like the kind of the menu for the whole day, basically. Mm -hmm. But like. Uh, some of the places I was I was thinking was gonna be even more expensive actually, but I mean it's uh, when you go up and see that that view, it's kind of like yeah, yeah. It's, it's kind of worth it. But oh, yeah. I mean, and it's uh, we were in uh, it was a snowstorm, so all the snow and everything, it was just beautiful. So well, yeah, yeah. So you're taking a gondola up there, then, eh? Yeah, yeah. So you take a gondola up, and it's like restaurants up there, and. And it's nice because like when you get up there too, like you get, you get a lot closer to the sun, right? So when you, when you're actually sitting out sun, the, the sun heats you up a little bit. So like you can sense. sit outside and have a coffee or whatever, and you're not freezing your ass off. Yeah. Uh, so so I know it's, I think it's really fun, like enjoyable just to go up and actually enjoy the sun too. So. Yeah. Just relax. Um, I, yeah. it brings back memories. It's like, we don't have like mountains here. Um, yeah. when i went over to europe and you know you take the gondola ride up whether you're skiing or not man those the restaurants the atmosphere the people are just in relaxed having fun right yeah 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 so and and i think the most the best part right now i feel like it's not fully tourist season yet right so like yeah. when we go up there it's not like super crowded you don't need to wait to, to get a table or everything we just like pop in and then like you eat and you do your stuff and you enjoy the time and it's kind of more calm and relaxed than it is like full tourist season so full tourist season yeah like when it's packed and it's a huge line just to get a drink or food or anything yeah. right yeah, yeah i hear you um that brings back memories when i retired way back yeah. in 2015 16 the end of the season yeah. Uh, before I retired, 11 of us from the Cardiff Devils went skiing in France in uh, Morzine 
and I couldn't ski because of my bad knee, but I just went for fun and I had fun yeah. and it, it was something. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, it was. Um, I did take, um, because they were eating food halfway down the mountain, uh, yeah. they were skied all day and then they had a big thing planned at one of the huts um because one of the guys played there um i had to take a little red saucer down the mountain um because i couldn't ski on my knee so i sat a little red saucer and i rode all the way down like one of the biggest mountains in the world and it was one of the funnest things i've ever done in my life and stupidest you know sounds like fun for sure um here's one i don't know if the research team had found before um it was a bit of a scramble this morning when you went to Mangelrud, Norway, your coach was Corey Nielsen. Yeah, <laughs> he's a, yeah, he's a beauty. He won't come to the shed. He's scared of the shed, but he's scared a beauty. of the shed. Yeah, he's a no, funny I, dude, man. <laughs> yeah, he's really funny, actually. Like we, uh, but it was my so I came when I came there. He was not the coach, uh, but then this my second year when I stayed, he was the coach in the be- in the beginning there. Uh, okay. But yeah, I I I, I love Corey so. Yeah. Uh, well, well, I've had his two boys on. Get him on the no, no, I went to the testimonial in Cardiff and I just mentioned yeah. it. And no, no, he won't. Oh, no, he's a funny dude. <laughs> oh, he had me belly laughing, explaining why he wasn't coming. <laughs> but, <laughs> I um, can only imagine that. Oh, God. He's a, yeah. And his boys, Kate and Logan, are shed guys, and they actually had the nuts to come to the shed, you know? Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. Um, Here's a random question then. So you yeah. left Sweden after the Junior 20 Super Elite in 2013-14. Makes me feel old. I was pretty well done by then. But yeah. you go to the Fairbanks Ice Dogs. Why did you leave Sweden back then and go to Fairbanks? Because it looks like you're about ready to break into pro in Sweden, like make money. Yeah, uh, I was. I kind of was hoping to – I wanted to go before actually uh, – to the, to the states because i was like i was still a little bit i was interested in the college route and when i was in so Sweden, why was that how did you get interested in the college route as a young swedish boy uh bemidji was actually recruiting in sweden uh so that's how i started to find out i was talking to those guys uh shout out then, to matt dalton my favorite south korean goalie yeah <laughs> And then, uh, I mean, then I started looking into it more and more and I wanted to leave uh, earlier actually, but then my mom and dad told me I needed to finish high school back home. Uh, and then uh, my year after it was, uh, I stayed another year. Uh, and then when I got the chance, I went and my agent had a, had a guy that was in Fairbanks uh, and loved it. <laughs> that also went to RPI just before me, right? So somebody uh, blazed the path for you. It's interesting yeah. how somebody's got yeah, to go do it from somewhere to get the like yeah. pipeline going, right? Yeah. And then once again, like I when I went to Fairbanks too, it was me and another friend of mine from H seventy one. We went together. So it's always like it's always more fun when you find a place where you can go with someone you know and experience it together. So you don't like well, to just to have that or, support and that buddy yeah. with you when you're trying to figure shit out in a different country, right? Yeah. And I will tell you, my my English wasn't great when I came over there. Like that's what uh, I was gonna ask was what your English was like. Um, like how much English are you guys learning in school coming up? Like we we do learn a lot of English in school, but I passed my last exam of high school to pass like the course. Like I, it was not good. And then you I you had to battle. Home, you had to grind it out. You had to muck it yeah, up. Yeah, language was never my like easy stuff in school. Like I was way easier with math and shit, but. But then, like when I when I came over, it like was way easier when you got into it. But it was a it was a couple of funny moments there in the beginning. I remember first time it was like local TV interview or whatever, and I didn't barely understand what the guy was asking me. So it was like I think I said what about 120 times during those five minutes, and the guys was like laughing pretty hard when they were watching it. So that's why that's like when I went to Germany, they just never interviewed me for anything ever because they knew I hardly spoke German. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> makes it easier. Yeah. <laughs> It's same down here. It's hard sometimes when like uh you know it's after the games. It's a it's a lot of small kids down here that that come to the game, and I love that. And like they always stand outside the locker room, and then they come in and like one stop signed after the games and stuff when we win. And sometimes they they ask you something in German, and you almost like I feel bad not being able to like answer back to them in German. I really wish like I could, but I, I 
I barely speak a word German. Like, right. Yeah, yeah no, I, good, it, yeah. it does make your life way better being able to speak the language of the country you're in. Is, yeah. I, yeah. I didn't put in, it's like you first go to Germany and I don't know how long I'm going to be there. I mean, I'm like 23 years old or whatever. And I like, I, I never really put in the effort to learn German for the first few years. Cause oh. like, you don't know how long you're going to be there. It seems like a lot of work to learn it. And then come four years into it and I've just picked it up like being around it for so long. Um, It makes your life so much better in a country when you can mix it up, talk to people and uh, like order what you want, know what you're doing. It's like I did. (laughs) I may or may not have done like an unemployment meeting in German and, um, you know, got unemployment for the summer. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but I did it all in German, you know, and like that was a pretty neat day. <laughs> ah, that is really impressive, actually. Yeah. That's very impressive. Yeah, well, it's a pretty fun summer when you can fly back to Canada and you still yeah. get paid. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, I heard some great stories. I heard something about like if you get unemployment, if you play more than five months or something in France too, or stuff uh, like man, that. it's I I I'd never like been around it. I never did it until I was comfortable and could speak German. But man, what a life changer it is when you're back home in Canada and you're I mean you're getting two thousand euros a month and you're just hanging out in the summer <laughs> and it's not even a team pay you. <laughs> no. Yeah. yeah, it's good I'm stuff. Yeah. Uh just thinking out loud folks if any players are over in Germany and uh <clears throat> no German, you should probably try and <laughs> do it. <laughs> um, so anyways, um how many games you guys got to play in that season? Uh, we play uh, a few more here in the around the holidays and after, and then they break it into like three different paths. I feel like it's top six go; they're already done for playoffs, and they go into a separate pool, and then it's two other pools, if I understand it right, where you relegation and then yeah, you like so you you go in, and then two teams from each of those pools. And play to get the last two playoff spots. So it's like oh. it's not fully, it's not like relegation where they go down, but you compete to get the to get the last two playoff spots. So uh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, I I never really experienced a breakdown like that, so it's gonna be interesting to see how. how yeah, that I'm still kind of curious though, because then you break that into two groups. It's like, well, when do they play all those games? To like, what's going on in the real playoffs while those teams are all playing? Like, no, so like the, the top team six plays, I think, ten games against each other, and then that uh, that ranks them for the playoffs. Yeah, that ranks them for the playoffs, and then the other teams play, I think, eight games. Uh, but you also like depending on where you come in the standing, you come into those pools with points. So if you rank like seventh or eighth in the and want to get into the playoff, you're in a much better spot than if you like rank last, right? Mm-hmm. And then after those eight games, you go into a series with the with the the top team uh, from each of those two pools playing the second. So it's four teams that like qualify into the real playoff after those pools. Oh, okay. Uh, so yeah. Um, what place are you guys in right now? eighth i believe uh so i mean who are, we, who, are, who are the top teams in that league uh Richten is has been doing really well uh lately uh, selam say uh, was really good at all the way they struggle a little bit lately but uh so written is ahead right now i believe uh but okay. sell was like uh been leading the league uh, for most of the most of the season so far okay well uh I, it's weird how much I'm into hockey now in different leagues. And it's like, now that I know you and I know what team you're playing on yeah. and I'm a big fan, then now I'm going to like check how you guys do, you know, I used, yeah, yeah, I yeah. didn't pay attention to nothing for like five years. <laughs> no, no, that's crazy. I just saw that Cardiff got eliminated in the quarterfinals of the challenge cup yesterday. That's sad. Yeah, you know? yeah I yeah. saw that too. I, I think it was at home too. That's per- not, that sucks, man. They'd be sad. Yeah, I mean- yeah, some I sour folks that. around Cardiff right now. Yeah, I can't believe you. Barrow is probably not too happy about it, huh? Right. So he was your line mate. You guys were running amok. I have you both on, and then you both got injured. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was. Uh, Those yeah, are the I mean, opposite of shed boosts, and you don't need a shed boost right now. You know, you're uh, doing just fine. <laughs> yeah, we're doing okay, but we can still get a little bit of a boost out there. Absolutely, never, especially if somebody gets a yap for Jesper and yeah. gosh darn. Lustenau, Austria, right? Yeah, correct. 
Yeah. Well, we don't have Jake over there, so I'm not sure what's going to happen, if anybody's going to listen to us or not today, you know? No, we'll see. We'll see what, what they do. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, Jeepers, I really had the research team was struggling at 530 this morning. <laughs> um so when you were in norway okay you went there you were on that gruner team at the chocolate factory you guys weren't very good but you led your team in scoring so then i'm guessing Mangalrud's a bit bigger budget team and you went there right yeah i mean i, I love the it's another also team and i i just love the city too when i like the, the first year when i was in gruner there was the first year where they were in the top league uh so it was kind of a Kind of a tough spot for them. I think they did a really good stuff with bringing in the guys that came to that team yeah. uh, as a first year team in public. But they also like obviously it was a lot of guys that came with up from the second league, uh, and it was like a mix of what what was like what had been before and what was gonna go for the future. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was like a big transition period, kind of that first year. Uh, and well, yeah. that's what happens, right? It happens in Germany too. It's like you'll have a, a third league team that works their way up to the second league or a second yeah. league team that works their way up to the first league. And like there are guys and the reason they won, they're good enough to play in that next league. But then yeah. there's also guys that aren't. <laughs> no. And I'm, the, the crazy thing for was too, like we sometimes we would like lose to like shitty teams by a lot of goals almost. Like I feel like the team that was just ahead of us and then, but then the next day we would beat the top team in the league, and we were like, "What?" So it was, uh, it was a lot of like no consistency, but it was a lot of, like we had good periods when we were like actually played really well as a team, and then we had uh, shittier periods too for sure. Right. I got actually, I got to tell you what I'm doing the rest of the day. I got to get. It's pretty neat this hockey family that I've started here. So I mucked it up with yeah. Derek Nesbitt all over the world in the while well, he beat us in the coast finals with Idaho, but then we played uh fair state against Western Michigan. And uh, then I have him to the shed and he's now the head coach um, in Atlanta in the coast. But um, just through all this um, got in contact with his brother who is coaching against me and under 13 hockey, he coaches the mid Huron Huskies and we get chatting. And I said, I'm going to a tournament in Windsor with my squad he's like, oh, we got a family member on that team and I can reach out and get you fellows to to meet him. And sure to shit, I get he gives me his, the kid's old man's number, who's a Nesbitt, first cousin. And he's like, of course, we can make that happen. Um, and I just wrote like, that's hockey. So a guy I've never met and his son who plays OHL is going to let my whole team come down and meet him after the game. And it's all people helping people, right? That's hockey hockey that's just sweet it is a great shed family we've built here and thanks nesbits you guys are hockey folks you know <laughs> yeah um so Mangleroot though you were there that was like right during all the baloney right the COVID yeah. shit yeah we we got uh we got shut down already after or we they shut down the league whenever we're gonna COVID hit like around uh around new year's again my first like when i was in Mangleroot and then we were in practicing in like small groups and they put, put us and Borlänge and Gruner in a hub in Borlänge's ring downtown Oslo. So we were only allowed to practice there for a while. And then they just shut down the season. So we practiced in small groups and practiced scrimmage and stuff for like a couple of months there for no reason, basically. And then, then it was done. That would have been a whole different hockey experience that season than like... What yeah, you- that was... It yeah. was very different. So yeah, that was... Uh, yeah, it was crazy. Yeah. Um, and so then you go back there the next season. Um, yeah. And um, you said Corey was the coach at the start, but not when you yeah. left? No. Uh, he was there for a while and uh, in the beginning. Uh, and then we, Mangluun and Corey went separate ways. And we had a Norwegian guy come in. Uh, so he was the guy that when, when I left. Yeah. I man now that like i'm back in the hockey world and you start seeing how many coaches leave or get fired during seasons in europe it's um quite the the work line of work that's what i was trying to say um like those coaches man they they got to be willing to move (laughs) oh yeah yeah i mean it's uh yeah i mean it's it's kind of a little bit different i feel like in coaching in europe here like it moves around a lot actually so come those national team breaks in november man (laughs) there's a lot of coaches getting 
gas. It's like, yeah, when you see those uh, like national team comes up, and it, it's a lot of moves that happens around Europe. That's for sure. Yeah, it's like it's almost like the coaches get till the November break, and if you're not doing well, well, we're bringing in the next guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's good. I uh, just wonder, and this is just me thinking out loud in my shed again. It's like, well, if these teams like got a coach that they believed in, maybe instead of saving that extra money for the November break to bring in the next coach, maybe just give him more money to pay more better players to play better, right? Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, maybe. I mean, uh, yeah, coach, coach is always important, right? But coaching is a, very I... important. There is no doubt about it. Coaching is a massive no. part, and when you have the wrong guy, it's not going to get better. No, no, but uh, at the same time, you always need good players on the ice. So bringing in <laughs> new players and giving him the tools is always something that could be good for sure. I agree. Um, so you did leave Mangelrude for Amiens, France. Yeah, they're, they're one of the better teams in France usually, aren't they? Yeah, uh, yeah, we they came down there like a couple of games. I think I played nine games in the regular season and then the playoffs, and we were supposed to be uh, to go a little further too, but we lost in the quarter there to Sergi, which was uh, I thought was a shame, but uh, yeah. I mean that's how it goes in hockey sometimes. I hear you. Uh, and then after that, though, you do head to Manchester. I do recall discussing how you got there is was you knew Finner from like your hometown or something right yeah his uh his wife actually uh was uh is from a small city just outside my hometown so so he he got married uh in in Sweden too I feel like and he had his uh, honeymoon at the at the one of the hotels there in, in my hometown actually so, <laughs> so, so that's world, where, but... we had coffee there in the summer which is pretty funny so obviously getting hurt sucks in hockey um I've been through it it's just the worst especially when you've been running amok right like last yeah. season you were having a time uh, but yeah. what like how was your experience in Manchester other than getting hurt yeah I mean uh, I, I, I loved it uh, like the city was unreal like I mean there was uh, obviously I'm a soccer oh. fan too so we got to experience a lot of like the Man U and Man City games and uh, yeah we, we had a couple buddies there that, that would give us like free tickets to the united games and stuff so that was a uh, shout out to them that was big time that is uh, big time i've just sorry. i've watched a couple documentaries lately like the beckham one and the wayne yeah. rooney one yeah and like for me to think it's like so like how big a stars these guys are and like yeah. how big of a deal this is and it's like and i'm getting chocolate thrown on the ice in the manchester hockey arena you know <laughs> i'm part yeah. i'm part of manchester's sporting history too right definitely definitely, <laughs> definitely. Uh, did did you know i'm a sponsor of the team now no i didn't know that on critch's jersey that. above his name two ales yeah. and hockey tails logo oh really <laughs> yeah. that's hilarious that's perfect it is hilarious it's as funny as hockey gets yeah but i i, I like that i like it when you can like buy as a like a smaller thing you can buy a little bit of a piece of a jersey like on a player you like or something i think that's really like well and funny. it's like the same with the players it's like i remember the north american uh culture was like you can't put anything on jerseys it's about the logo and it's like well Actually, hockey players want to get paid, and um, if people are willing to put their logo on your jersey for money, um, why wouldn't you take the money and put that on the jersey? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and it's super fun for me. <laughs> yeah. Every yeah, time I see Critch get in a fight or score a goal, and then I see my logo on the back of his jersey, it just <laughs> makes me giggle. <laughs> yeah, I get mad. <laughs> um, but uh, then, like that chocolate did start while you were there right so was it not yeah. kind of interesting how like it had never happened and then all of a sudden it started and then it just kept getting bigger and bigger <laughs> yeah it was and i i think even at one point there i got a little box in the in my spot in the locker room while i was injured uh from the fans with the, it was filled with chocolate just for me and it was a little note that said we hope you get better soon so so it got, That's it got so to, hockey, even, though, even though i was not playing and that's pretty cool. And it's like we talk yeah. about when you move to a new city or country and feeling at home, right? When fans yeah. do something like that, it, it means a lot to a guy, right? Yeah, it does. It does. It's, all, it's always fun to see that they care about you. So that's nice. Um. Well, yeah, you, I big fan. I actually have never really seen you play. I think I saw one highlight of you scoring a goal. But other than that, I've only seen your hockey stance. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, but now that you're having your way with Lusta now, what are your aspirations? You're 29 years old and you're just, I still think you're just coming into your own, man. You stay healthy and you keep running mucks. Like, where do you want to go? What do you want to do? Ah, the options really right is like you can keep trying to climb the ladder and see how much money you can make or you try and find a place that like loves you and find a home right yeah yeah i know it's uh and i'm i i haven't really thought too much about it i like i i try to take one season at a time i I, my agent called me here in november he's like yeah you got an offer for next year i was like what do you mean it's november and I, he was he was like yeah we don't need to like think about it now you have a lot of time but it's just like i i kind of want to i want to finish off in one spot as good as i can before i really decide what i want to what i want to do next so um yeah no and you just got to focus on what you're doing right or you, yeah. yeah yeah but yeah you got to enjoy wherever you are i don't know where we're at <laughs> when, it, when it's yeah. the morning sometimes you got to do things uh or else you can't think clearly. <laughs> um. Anyways, if you keep doing what you're doing, you're going to be getting a lot more offers. Um. But I, when you said you got an offer in November, man, it's so confusing in Europe where they can be signing guys for the next season with a different team, like yeah. in November. Yeah, I mean, it's like, it feels weird. Like you, I mean, I, I haven't closed my doors to anything. I haven't closed my doors to staying here. So, I mean, why? Like, it just feels weird. Like, if you would sign for a different team in November and then and then go play here for the rest of the season, and like that, that for me, that would be weird. So, a hundred percent. I thought it was weird too. I remember in Germany, my fir- first year when we're in the playoffs, I got offered contracts by the two teams we played in the first two rounds for the next yeah. season and it's like i'm in the yeah. middle of a playoff drive here i don't need to be thinking yeah, about this yeah. <laughs> yeah it's a whole different world when you can just sign whenever you want um yeah yeah yeah, yeah it's way different actually um the other thing i got that i just thought of as um you said you practice at like five at night tonight so i'm guessing in that league you probably got some guys that work during the day and that's why you practice at night yeah, so that that's the thing too. Like for us, we have a couple of guys that work, right? And and then you have other teams in the league that are fully pro. So it's like mm, tough to yeah, compete with that. Yeah, it's like uh, so you see, sell they all pros, for example, and and they when they come, like they they just been traveling and like the day before they have nothing to do. While our guys sometimes have been like working and going yeah. from work to the games and. Yeah, I mean it's it's a it's different uh, for sure. Uh, I I do I do think the guys like handle it well though, and and, and I, they show up and like compete in practice and do stuff the right way. So I I mean that's good to see. But obviously it's a lot easier if you're all pros. Well, and also I found I in Hellbron we practiced in the evening because we had these puppies that would practice with Mannheim in the morning, and then come yeah. practice with us at night. Um, yeah. They were playing a lot of hockey, but um, I found waiting around all day to practice at night sucked. Um, I like getting up, going to practice, you get her done, and then the fellas can hit lunch together, you know? Yeah, I mean, uh, that's definitely the way I feel too. But I mean, obviously, we we usually go to the rink anyways in the morning and, and do gym and, and other stuff too. So it's not that we stay at home all day. But yeah, it is it is tough to like wait around until the evening and yeah. And uh, I mean, just my, my, I'm a big fan of going to bed early. So it kind of fucks up my sleep, sleep schedule a little bit during the you, weeks there. Uh, you, when you like get how, home, like what time are you going to bed if you got to choose? If I could go to bed at like 10, that's perfect. So, yeah. Yeah. But it's, uh, I mean, it's not super early, but uh, I mean, it's, I, I, I'm more no, of a, I need my sleep. I need my sleep. I need like 10 hours. Otherwise I don't function. I, I, so, uh, I, I understand. I, I was, I excelled at nap or sleeping as a pro hockey player. I was a great napper. I probably didn't go to yeah, bed at 10 no. at night, but I get right into the Netflix a little too late. And then man, I could bury some naps the next day. Yeah. <laughs> but a couple of naps in game days. That's my go-to double nap on game day. Double nap. What's a double nap? What's a double nap? It's an app and, and like about an hour app earlier in the day and then a 35 minute nap later on before I need to eat and go to the rink. I've never heard naps. of a double nap. Oh yeah. It's go to. Really? So you're yeah. are you napping before pregame meal and then eating pregame meal and then back to bed? 
no i usually i i nap like i get up and stuff and do stuff i get out and do whatever go to the rink or what i want to do and then i have a little shorter short an hour nap there around lunchtime and then i get up and do some stuff and then right before i'm gonna eat my pregame, i have a 35 minute that i just uh, lay down for a little short nap there Did you say before your pregame meal you have another one yeah yeah man that's odd behavior I used I used to like eat as much as I could around noon, like yeah. you know, food coma, and then I would nap for like as long as it took, you know. Yeah, but I feel like that too. A lot of the guys I know in the states too, we had pregame meal earlier, and then yeah. they only had a snack before the game. But I eat like I eat lunch two times before the game, so I eat like my lunch at like lunchtime. And yeah. then I eat again the same, usually the same meal about like four hours before the game. So I eat like more of two like full meals and not just like a snack. That makes, I mean, that's probably healthier than what I was doing. Just crushing a ton of food and then <laughs> getting horizontal. Um, yeah, eating yeah. smaller meals makes a little bit more sense. The double nap, I don't know how I could fall asleep the second time though. I mean, no problem for me. Just, I do, it, eh? I just always, do it. I always just like fall asleep. Everywhere. Well, whatever you're doing, you should probably keep doing it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Um, geez, I don't know what else I got other than I hope that someone in Lustenau listens to us, right? Sharing scare yeah. and Jesper, get it out there. Um, and then hopefully someone will import a yap and chuck it on the ice, right? Yeah, yeah I hope so too. That would be really fun. Yeah. And uh, tell your boy there that you're the kid you grew up with that lives by you. You should come to the shed. I bet you he's a shed guy, too, because you are. Yeah, definitely. definitely. Shed guys, no shed guys. They do. Shed family. Uh, Yeah. And um, what I love about this thing I've started is I think I can help people get their name out there in hockey, have more people know who they are. Because if you look at the people following, it's not really fans. It's mainly hockey dudes and um it's interesting when you're as old as me that all the guys you came up with and all the guys you're competing with and all the guys that you have respect for each other and you know who the shed guys were all those people have like hockey jobs now (laughs) you know (laughs) yeah and if i say someone's a shed guy they're a shed guy and you're a shed guy you know and you run mucks what did i say here (laughs) you have how many points? 39 points in 23 games played. That's a lot. Yeah. I, I don't mean, know if uh, you knew that. I Not exactly, but I knew it was up there in the top, but I wanted to be obviously in the top. I, yeah, I, I know. Think I, have about, I think I have about a bar a game too, to be honest. <laughs> oh, um. Yeah, like I was in some scoring races in my past and – it can get the juices flowing. Like you want to finish in first place with your team, but also a good healthy yeah. scoring race is pretty gosh darn fun too. Yeah, it's fun, but it's like obviously like if we win as a team and we score a lot of goals, then you're gonna get up there too. So it's I feel like it goes both ways. It's if we win hockey games, we're gonna score goals, and then you're gonna yeah. be in the top. Two. And the other thing is, is we talked about the plus minuses with the empty net. When you're on a good team, usually yeah. it's the other team pulling their goalie, and then there's yeah. some free points to be had putting them in the empty nets <laughs> right? yeah yeah i i don't know i i had a uh i had a two empty netters in the same game to get a hattie earlier this year so that was like that was new for me i never i never experienced that before two so, empty netters and then you got a hattie yeah so that was that was a bit weird that's but living clean that's it. when you're having two small lunches you're living clean that's why you're getting the breaks <laughs> yeah i hope that's the that's the reason for sure uh it was actually like our kids last game um we went to 12 and 0 12 0 yeah. folks yeah we are uh perfect on the regular season but we're we're, we're not having our best game we we're up to nothing and um we had dominated the first period played well and then we thought it was going to be easy took our foot off the pedal and weren't good enough they tie it up there's like three minutes left and like it ends in a tie. And it's like, man, this is going to ruin our perfect record. And then the kids made like, everybody made the right play up the ice. The winger got it out. The centerman made the pass to the winger. He just misses it for the breakaway. It's just a little ahead of him. but then they get the puck in the ozone and it goes up to the point and he shoots it. It deflects up in the air, like up over the goalies, like trying to find it. And it like drops behind the goalie's head into the net and that's how we won. 
And I just tried to explain them. And I'm like, well, that's because you're playing hockey right. You're on the right side of the puck. You're making the right plays. And when that when you're doing those things, then all of a sudden you start getting the breaks, you know? Definitely. Yeah, it's always get you have to get the good bounces when you do the right stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, anyways, great catching up with you again dude and that's what i love about this is like i got new buddies around the hockey world that i didn't know anything about a year ago you know (laughs) yeah that's always fun it is fun and um it's fun when they run amok so keep up the good work (laughs) (laughs) and folks and loose now don't forget your yaps get involved right (laughs) shed family family. this has been another episode of two ales and hockey tales with jesper and wally Some people clap on the one and three. Some people clap on the two and four. Some people don't join at all because they got no rhythm, and that's all right. Some people, they drink too much. Some people don't drink enough. Some people are just like me. I hope y'all forgive them. I'm like Scott, I'm trying to go.